Ladies and gentlemen and non-binary friends, welcome back to Nerd Explosion, the weekly podcast and based on a monthly topic I nerd out about whatever I want. As always, I'm your host, Cameron. Now, I love Pride Month. I love everything to do about Pride Month. But one thing I love more than Pride Month is video games. I am a huge gamer, and luckily, Pride Month and video games go hand in hand. Because today's episode, I want to talk about LGBTQ plus representation in video games. Now, there isn't a whole lot of it. I mean, there's a lot more nowadays than there used to be. But... There are plenty of characters out there still that I want to talk about, and I want to go over a bunch of them today. Before we get started, new episodes of this podcast come out every Saturday, so make sure you're following, subscribing, you know, doing whatever you can with these platforms. Uh, with that being said, let's put the gay in gaming and talk about some LGBTQ plus characters in video games. Now, before I talk about some of these characters, I want to talk about, you know, good representation versus bad representation. Now, good LGBTQ plus representation in games is doing stuff like, oh, this character is gay, and that's it. Like, no pop and circumstance about it, and you're not going to revolve their whole character development around it. They're just, you know, they're just gay for the sake of, you know, their character. Like, oh, there's this guy, he's gay, or there's this girl... He's gay, or there's this person, and they're bi, or whatever, and just, that's it. Just, you know, no big thing about it. It's not like, it's not their whole character trait. It's just, you know, who they are. And that, that kind of brings me with the whole thing of bad representation. Obviously, bad representation is if you take a character and just be like, oh, this is gay. We're going to make it their whole personality, and we're going to make fun of them. Especially, you know, if they're doing it to make fun of LG, the LGBTQ plus community, then that's, you know, bad representation just all together. So it's it's important to have good representation, especially nowadays. Nowadays, it's, it's really important to have really good representation. Like, if you're going to have a trans character or a gay character or a bisexual character, you got to do it right. You got to do good representation. Otherwise, your game's not going to do that well, and you're going to have a lot of people mad at you. Trust me. Uh, but anyway, let's talk about some of these characters. I got a whole list here, and I'm not going to go exactly in the order that I that I made this list, but, you know, I'm just going to go through it and just list them off. First one I want to get out of the way, your main character from Saints Row 4. Saints Row, Saints Row started as this game where you, you know, you're a little leader of a street gang and you try to take back your city. And then from 3 onward, it just got ridiculous, with Saints Row 4 basically being... You, you, the main character, the leader of the Saints, you save the world from getting blown up, and then you become president of the United States. All of a sudden, aliens invade, and you get dropped in this, like, alternate reality, and you basically have to fight back and get these aliens. Now, the reason I put this character on the list is, while, you know, it's not the main focus of the character, and the whole romance option is literally topping from Mass Effect, uh, yeah, the president is made very clearly bisexual. Now, in between missions and everything, you kind of jump out of reality, and you're on the ship with the rest of your crew. And while the ship basically acts as a hub of sorts, you can talk to your crew, and you can even get side quests from them. But you can also romance them. 
Some of my personal favorite options are Kinsey and Sid. Now, a lot of uh, a lot of the crew. There's Kinsey. There's um, Asha. There's uh, God. It starts with an S. I can't remember her name. Shandi. There's Keith David. There's Pierce. There's Ben Kane. Uh, there's Matt Miller. There's Sid. I think that's all of them. But yeah, my personal favorite out of the romance options in Saint Rose, Saints Rose 4 is Kinsey and Sid because every time you go to romance Kinsey, you basically, you just, you're very blunt with her. You're like, hey, Kinsey, wanna fuck? And she's like, let's go. Punches you in the face and then tackles you. <laughs> so she's very aggressive about it. And then Sid, Sid is this giant floating uh, robot thing. And <laughs> it's funny, you go into his room and you select the romance option. And your character's like, uh, Sid, I got a question. Uh, I want, you know, I want to ask you something. And Sid's like, you want me to pleasure you. And you're like, uh, well, yeah. And Sid's like, do not worry. I come, I come fully equipped to pleasure people. <laughs> he basically goes down on you, whether he's, whether you're male or female. And yeah. So anyway, the president in Saints Row 4 is, Saints Row 4 is clearly bisexual. Like I said, this whole romance option, it may just be a copy of Mass Effect, or a parody, if you will, but with the type of game Saints Row 4 is, I'll take what I get. Another character kind of in that same vein as the president from Saints Row 4 is the main character you play as in Dragon Age Inquisition. Now, I've not played any of the other Dragon Age games, which I probably should because I hear they're really good, but... Like many games made by Bioware, who are the developers of the game, there are a lot of romance options, and Dragon Age Inquisition really steps it up compared to other games in the series. There are many in-depth romance options for you, encompassing pretty much everything, whether it's gay, straight, pansexual, just, you know, whatever your flavor is. One example of these options is a fan-favorite character by the name of Dorian Pavis, who is the only exclusively gay male romance option. Now, I got to think of this character because I came across a video on TikTok of someone playing the game. They were, like, streaming it on Twitch, and they were romancing this giant, like, bull humanoid character, and they did a bunch of different dialogue options to try to romance them, and this this bull guy basically says, So what you're saying is, you want to ride the bull? And I was just like, <laughs> I mean, <laughs> Yes, daddy. Uh, but no, seriously, this game looks really good, and I highly recommend it. It's definitely really good for LGBTQ plus representation just to have that level of uh, romance options. Now, switching gears from a game like Dragon Age Inquisition, I have Night in the Woods and the characters Greg and Angus. Now, Night in the Woods is about anthropomorphic animals, and you play as a girl named May, who dropped out of college, went back to her hometown to try to reconnect with her family and her friends and all that. Now, I absolutely love this game, and I have not actually played it myself, but I've watched uh, Jacksepticeye play it many times, and it's it's basically one of my favorite games that he's done. You find out, playing through the story, that Greg and Angus are actually a gay couple, but they don't make a big deal out of it, which is what I love. Literally, they can just be gay and not have to focus their whole character development around it. 
Overall, I would say Night in the Woods is a great game for anyone looking for an immersive experience and just really a visually stunning game at that. No, yeah, Night in the Woods is just, there's not a whole lot to say about Greg and Angus just being gay. They're just gay for the sake of being gay. And it's, I just mentioned this because it's one of my favorite games and I absolutely love it. You know, 10 out of 10 would recommend. The next character I have in this list that I have to talk about when I'm talking about LGBTQ plus representation in games is Max Caulfield from Life is Strange. And while she never explicitly says that she's bisexual, it's pretty obvious given the fact that you can romance either the character Warren or Chloe. Now, Life is Strange, if you haven't played Life is Strange, it's you focus around this girl Max, who finds out she has the power to reverse time, and you you go through daily life, and ultimately you try to stop the whole town from being destroyed by this big tornado. And like I said, you have two major like best friends in the whole game, Warren and Chloe, with Chloe being a big fan favorite, and uh, Chloe is obviously the better choice out of between her and Warren for romance options, because. You know, she, along with Max, has become just huge fan-favorite characters of the series. And the bi-pride doesn't stop there, because in the sequel, the main character is also bisexual. Now, Life is Strange, that whole series has just become a huge staple in the LGBTQ community because of the game's very positive representation of the LGBTQ community. Life is Strange, it's... I've played it before. I haven't finished the first one, but... I, I've played a little bit. I I absolutely love it. It's a great game, and I highly recommend it to anyone who you know who wants to try it out. Now, a game that I've never played before, but one that I found out about while researching, is an indie game called A Normal Cell Phone. The game deals with you, the player, finding a cell phone that you find out belongs to a person named Sam, and you go through the phone to find out more information about him. Now, I know that seems weird, you know, strolling through a stranger's phone to find out information about him, but that is all explained in the story. You find out Sam is trans and threw away the phone on purpose and wanted someone to find it to hear their story. You find out they're struggling with things trans people typically have to deal with, like, you know, whether to medically transition or dealing with people in her life and just people in general that are transphobic. Uh, I've never played this game, but it sounds like a really good experience, and I would definitely recommend it to anyone. It's not a, you know, big, visually stunning game, but these indie games, man, I'm telling you, they're, they're really good. They really know how to hit a certain, hit a certain feel, you know? Now, me personally, I can't do a list talking about LGBTQ characters in gaming without talking about my girls, Undyne and Elphys from Undertale. Now, it's no secret, I love Undertale. I I mean, I did a whole episode, podcast episode in the past, me and my wife talked about Undertale, which I should do again at some point because that episode was just terrible. I was sick during the whole thing. It was terrible. But yeah, I'll redo that. But anyway, Undyne and Elphys. Now, there are plenty of characters I could have chosen from either Undertale or Deltarune, but I'm going with Undyne and Elphys because... You spend the most time with them throughout the duration of Undertale. If you haven't played Undertale, to uh, run the plot down real quick, you're a child that has fallen into the underground, and basically you're trying to get out, and you meet a bunch of different characters along the way, different monsters, and the whole thing with Undertale is that 
there are really like three different routes you can take going through the game. You can go the neutral route, which is, you know, you spare some monsters, you fight others, you kill others. The pacifist route, which is you kill nobody, and that leads you to the true pacifist route, where you spare everybody. And then there is the genocide route, which you kill absolutely everyone. I definitely recommend the true pacifist route if you're going through it for the first time. Just because you get the most story. You get the whole story, the plot of everything through the true pacifist run. Now, while we're talking about characters, Undyne is the head of the Royal Guard in the Underground, and also the love interest of the Royal Scientist, Alphys. And you actually help Alphys work up the courage to admit her love to Undyne, and it's actually a really funny scene. This happens, you can only see this in the true pacifist, because Undyne gives you a letter to give to Alphys, admitting, like, feelings and everything, and Undyne has you, Frisk, deliver the letter to Alphys, but Alphys mistakes it for you writing it, and then you tell her, like, oh, this is actually from Undyne, and she admits to you that she really loves Undyne, and you try to help her, you know, admit her feelings for her, and you do that <laughs> by role-playing. And it, while it is weird, you know, nevertheless, you help these two, you know, find each other, and even during the credits of the Pacifist run, they're sitting on the beach, and they share a kiss. There are a lot of other characters from this whole Toby Fox universe I could include, that would be, you know, the Royal Guards 1 and 2 from Undertale, because in the pacifist route, if you spare them, you can get one of the guards to admit they have feelings for the other, and it's really cute. I totally ship it. Other characters I, didn't, I could include are Susie and Noel from Deltarune, and also Ralsei from Deltarune. Now, Deltarune, uh, to kind of go over the plot, there's only, like, two chapters out at this point, but basically... It's almost the same as Undertale, but it's like a whole different timeline or universe, I would say. And it deals with you, you know, you're going to school, you drop into these different worlds, and you have to close off these dark fountains that are releasing darkness. You're, yeah, literally releasing darkness, you know, into the light world, which, if went unchecked, could affect the real world. But... Uh, Noelle it has a thing for Susie in the game, and I mentioned Ralsei too. Ralsei refers to himself as a fluffy boy, and he's definitely a fanboy, and I, it's, he, he's adorable. He definitely has a thing for, uh, for Chris in the game, and I just, it's, it's really adorable, and I love it. Now, to close off this list, I gotta mention probably one of the best games ever. Like, when you think best games ever, you think of this game. Ellie from The Last of Us. When you think of big blockbuster games, one that comes to mind immediately for most people is The Last of Us. Naughty Dog definitely knew what they were doing when they brought Last of Us to the mainstream, as it's one of the best games of all time. Now, Last of Us deals with... Well, in the first game, you play as Joel with your companion, Ellie, who I guess is impervious to the zombie infection that is raged just all over. It's a fungal infection, so it's... It's weird. It's a whole zombie apocalypse thing. But yeah, you play as Joel and you got Ellie with you and you basically have to bring Ellie to this place so they can, you know, find a cure. And who they end up, they're like, oh, we're going to have to kill Ellie to get these cure. And Joel's like, um, I don't think so. And takes her away, which he probably screwed over a bunch of people. But I mean, to save Ellie, I think it's worth it. But yeah, it's basically a whole zombie apocalypse game. Now, Ellie is on this list. 
because in the uh, the Left Behind DLC, she finds out, you know, she develops feelings for her friend Riley. But sadly, in that game, Riley becomes infected with the virus and dies. But all is not lost for our dear Ellie, as she found love again in the sequel, Last of Us Part 2, in the form of her friend Dinah. Ellie not only is a strong female video game character, but also a strong gay female video game character. And honestly, that's what I'm here for, man. I love The Last of Us, and I still need to replay it. I haven't completely finished it. I think I got a lot of the way through, but yeah, I definitely want to replay it. There are a lot of other video game characters I could talk about, but honestly, that's pretty much all I got time for today. I just kind of want to do this quick episode just talking about all the different characters. There are a lot more I could go into, but if you know any LGBTQ plus video game characters, let me know on social media. The link is in the link tree in the description. Just, I really want to talk about more if you guys really want me to talk about more. So yeah, link tree in the description. Just let me know. Also, you know, if you just want to say hi, just click in there. Also in the description, there's a link to help support this podcast. If you like what I do, please consider supporting this podcast today. It really helps me out. I can afford to give my cat some treats. But with that being said, you know, we're going to keep this Pride Month train rolling. And I have no idea what the next episode is going to be because I usually find these things out like halfway through the week. But the next episode is probably going to be a good one. I might do like TV shows or movies, like gay characters and shows and movies. I don't know. I'll figure it out by then. But that's going to be it for me. I hope you guys, you know, stay positive, do positive things. Hope you guys drink plenty of water. Hope you guys stay cool out there because it's starting to heat up here in the Midwest. And oh boy, I'm sweating right now. But yeah, I hope you guys are doing positive things. I hope you guys are doing good out there. As always, I've been Cameron, and I will see you guys in the next one. Nerd out.